Hey everyone, this is Pastor Matt and I am here with Pastor Jamal. Yo. And Pastor Bonnie. Hey guys. And this is the Monday morning recap, although we are recording Monday afternoon. That's okay. It's Ooh. all good. And uh, yes, you may notice Pastor Todd is normally with us, but he's sitting out today. Um, he had a kid's lunch earlier, but um, he had some issues with his computer. So he's kind of working on that today. So you can be praying for that, for his uh, Apple computer. We're having some different computer issues. I know Pastor Jeff's his computer's in for repairs right now. The Rip. technology is revolting Yeah. to the overuse of the past yes. three months. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's Done. it. What, how many weeks are we on now? 16 or something? Uh, like I don't even know. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, Pastor Todd's sitting out this week, but um, so you can be thinking about his computer. So, but we'll kind of uh, get into the discussion here today. So... We are in a series called You're Not the Boss of Me. And this week, this past week was week four where Pastor Jeff talked about anger. The other weeks we've talked about guilt. We've talked about envy. And kind of the main verse of the series is where Jesus says, it's not what goes into the body that defiles a person, but it's what comes out of their mouth, how you treat someone else. And um, the idea of the series that kind of we've been coming back to is that we want to monitor our hearts and uh, Jesus wants to do a work of cleansing us from the inside. And I really liked Pastor Jeff's message yesterday, and I liked his kind of breakdown of it. Um, he talked about how there are four types of anger and what our responses should be. And obviously he used alliteration and everything. But I really think it worked really well, and it was very memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of we'll get you guys' thoughts on this. And just before we continue, I wanted to say this too. Um, maybe you were listening. I don't know. I was in Building B. So I don't know what the vibe was in the other building, but if you were listening or maybe you're listening to this right now and you feel like, oh, anger, like, yeah, that's not really my thing. It's not really my problem. I just want to help you out really quick. Just want to help. This is an election year. Donald J. Trump is our president currently. He's a representative of the free world. He campaigned to build a wall (laughs) um, to stop illegal immigration. Mexico was going to pay for it. Okay, is your blood boiling a little bit now? Politics. Okay. All right, there we go. (laughs) So anger can be an issue for us sometimes. Great. Now the juices are flowing. Now that you're triggered. Let's talk talk about anger. Okay, great. Okay, so... um, Pastor Jeff has said four different types of anger, sudden anger, sinful anger, mm-hmm. stubborn anger, and sanctified anger. Mm-hmm. And then what we need to do, each of them had a C, like their response. So sudden anger needs to be controlled. And he talked about Proverbs sixteen eighteen, kind of the idea of having a short fuse, that it's explosive anger, just like it's lit and then it happens. And, um, you know, I, I guess he kind of started with, I would say maybe at first glance, that's what you think about when you think of anger mm-hmm. like oh we're gonna talk about anger today you think of like <gasps> like something made you angry all of a sudden mm-hmm. you know, would you feel like i guess that's kind of what he started with so i was wondering this um he later did talk about anger manifesting itself in marriage and stuff and in relationships mm-hmm. um but i was thinking maybe is this the type of anger that we might um use this as an excuse in a marriage like oh like you said this and it set me off. So it was a sudden anger. I could, I didn't mean to, I didn't, um, I couldn't control it in that moment. Mm. Mm. But we're maybe just masking it and it's really, there are deeper things going on. We're holding on to things. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think my wife, um, <laughs> she, I, I, yes, I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, that we can mask it that way. Um, because the way that she worded it to me, because this message actually did it, it did cut it cut your boy a little deep and i was like oof mm-hmm. um i mask my sudden anger 
in a simmer. So she called it mm-hmm. simmer anger. Mm-hmm. Where it kind of sits and settles and simmers up, bubbles up. And then when it explodes, it can be masked as something that's like, oh, this is like real sudden. It was like in the moment. But she's like, no, you hold on to things. Hence why I preached the message about keeping score those months ago. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So like she's like, no, you hold on to things. And so because of that, it sits and it simmers and it festers. And then all of a sudden you try to, you know, it'll be like a boom. And then when reality it's been there for a long time mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and you need to deal with it accordingly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like the life that I live, I guess, right now. But, you know, thank, thankful for the sermon, thankful for the message and the opportunity to get my heart before the Lord and be mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah this God is speaks, a thing. Yeah. So us, yeah. Um, so I do think that there are times where people do that, um, where they mask it in that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to let things go. Just pick your battles and you know let things go but i think sh- the the short fuse can be you know con- like the sudden anger thing reminds me of like those things that we know are triggers for us like if we mm-hmm. know if we know we're prone to anger and we know that there's certain things that trigger us um you know recognizing those triggers can also always be helpful to know how to manage or you know avoid or deal with those things but um but yet, yeah, for sure, I'm I'm also, I don't know if I'm necessarily a simmer. Mm. I just, I don't necessarily simmer personally. Um, Joe is more like you in that sense. Simmer, like he's yeah. like you guys are a lot more same. My husband, Pastor Jamal, are very similar. But um, but I I guess I tend to be a little more introverted. So I will just all of a sudden like I will I will try to let go and like move on for so long until I just like bottle up the negative emotions and don't deal with those things. And then I just explode mm-hmm. like scarily all of a sudden, Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. in ways that you're like, uh, what's going on? Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. so yeah, so, so not dealing, so, so not, you know, letting things go, but truly letting things go and not, you know, recognizing those triggers and not bottling it up either is, you know, because sudden anger is, I think everybody struggles with that in some way, shape or form. Yeah. I think, well, in, in some ways, all of these are natural, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sudden anger, again, maybe our first thought. And what you said, I think is really good. If it needs to be controlled, a way of doing that may be recognizing the trigger. So actually, if you're in a relationship, in a marriage or any relationship, that's probably part of your responsibility is if I know my spouse is triggered by these things, they have a short fuse in this area, my responsibility is to not go there. So that, mm-hmm. as far as relationships are concerned, but on a personal level, if it's about me, okay, I know that these things, I react this way. I don't right. think when this is brought up or when we say this. So I need to work on making that fuse longer right. when it comes to this topic, when it comes to this area, this memory or whatever. Right. Or if yeah. you have a spouse who's maybe not that intuitive to recognize your triggers, like you need to, you know, com- clearly communicate like... Without without a tone of anger, you know, so that they don't get defensive. Like, this is what triggers me. This is what makes me upset. This is what, this is what, and I don't I don't want to react this way. But this is these are things that trigger me. And like, maybe you can help me, you know, yeah. by either not going there or or if it does happen, like in a setting, like, you know, let's walk through it together. Let's mm-hmm. communicate clearly. Let's not, you know, try to blow up. So yeah, yeah, that's good. So, so that's good. And then um. 
let's talk about the next one. So sudden mm-hmm. anger needs to be controlled and then sinful anger mm-hmm. needs to be condemned. And later he talks about how, yeah, yeah, so you can be angry and it's not sinful. But in this case, let's talk about it. When is anger sinful? And he talked about some different um, quantifiers, I guess, or qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're seeking revenge or you want ill will on somebody, you ho- I hope this happens to them. Yeah. I hope this happens. It's directed at a person and he brought up Matthew five twenty two. Jesus says, "If you even say that you hate your brother, actually, I think the well, on, got my Bible here. I think he says. Let me just read it because I think it's a little more brutal than uh, we like to believe. But mm-hmm. the point is this: if it's directed towards a person, that's going to be sinful anger. He also talked about cherishing revenge, which I thought was a really good way of putting it as well. Yeah, that I um." Getting revenge is the ultimate goal. Yeah. Once I get even with this person, I once feel, I pay them back, yeah. And that's more important than the restoration or forgiveness right. or anything else. Well, and not, I think okay. no, I was gonna say not even not necessarily even you personally getting them back, but I think cherishing revenge can can look like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stalk this person on social media and just and just look at how their life is going, and and celebrate and rejoice when I see them going through hard times yeah. or faltering or failing yeah, because yeah, like yeah, yeah. ha 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 serves them right you know yeah that's that can also look like right. that i think like i think uh, i also liked when he said that cherishing revenge because it does definitely um you know jesus also says you know uh, about storing up treasures here on earth and if on earth you treasure the downfall of someone else <laughs> then i think that you got some uh Keep reading that book, man. It, it, mm. You know, that Bible will probably help you out and tackle some of that stuff. But, yeah, yeah, that's the picture that came to my mind is like, yeah, you treasure this stuff. You cherish this stuff. Then you're you're actually building for yourself a life that's not rooted in biblical principles. Mm-hmm. So and I actually wanted to talk about that for a second, this idea, cherishing revenge and stuff. And you guys may know the scripture verse. It talks about it's to like it's to our glory to overlook an offense. Mm-hmm. I can't remember off the top of my head where that is. Um <laughs> But I asked the question, I was like, have we maybe forgotten this as Christians, mm. Mm. that it's to our glory to overlook an offense? Yeah, I would say, I would say yes. And part of the reason why I would say that is because I think Western culture, American culture, um, is about one-upsmanship. And uh, that is opposite of what of what the Bible teaches, you know. But the Bible teaches that, hey, no, it's the lowly, it's the humble, mm. it's the, the person who's willing to, to serve and, you know, offer the right cheek, you know, walk the extra mile, uh, give the tunic. You know, it is that type of person that Jesus says we are supposed to be. But um, sometimes our culture is like, no, it's about being the best and the first mm-hmm. and the coolest, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, and the and the hippest or, you know. And the most right yeah or, or the the most right yeah like that it, yeah that's our culture and so i think we do lose sight of that um there are a lot of things i think biblically that we lose sight of that aren't um you know to put it kind of like frankly but like it's not sexy gospel and yeah. i think that that's what people want they want sexy gospel they want the gospel that yeah. appeals to make them look and feel good mm-hmm. get the goosebumps and like but, you know, when you read scriptures that say, no, you need to die to self or, hey, you know what? You need to like what you're saying, you know, take offense and then just it, it's for your glory to just yeah. overlook it. Like those are like, well, no, that doesn't make me feel good. You know, yeah. um, 
or I don't want to, just because I'm a Christian, I shouldn't become a doormat. No, that doesn't mean that you're a doormat and you let people walk all over you. It means that you, you know, submit the battles that you face to God instead of rising up to try to fight them right. in your own flesh. Yeah. And, that, and that's what um, the scripture he read, Romans twelve nineteen, I believe that's what it said. But that, that God is... Um, God is the ultimate judge. Right. So, so right, we don't... Yeah, here we go. Yeah, never take your own revenge, but leave room for the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, for it's written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, and then if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you heap burning coals on his head. Mm-hmm. Do not be overcome. Do not overcome... Sorry. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Right. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, yeah, God is God is the one. And so, again, we don't want to cherish revenge. Oh, I can't wait for God to smite them. Maybe that's a picture <laughs> of what Jonah did. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I won't smite him. God will. It's going to be great. Yeah. And he pulled up a seat and everything. So we don't want to do that, but we understand that we don't need to pay others back. And, yeah, it doesn't mean you're being a doormat. But Jesus literally said, I mean, what, is it, what did he say? If somebody strikes you across the cheek, mm-hmm. turn your other cheek so mm-hmm. they can strike you mm-hmm. again. I mean, yeah, not sexy. I mean, but he, but he right, it's not sexy. And, but he... We here's the problem. I would say not the problem with that pastor, but the problem with if you're the type of person that wants to double down and say, well, no, like, I just don't believe in that. Or because that's that's the thing that Christians today that we're really good at. We'll read a passage and say, yeah, but I don't really believe that. I think Mm -hmm. dot dot dot. Even though the scripture has already clearly told you what you need to think and believe. So. We see Jesus model this. So now, mm. on top of him saying it, he models it. So mm-hmm. you really don't have any excuse. He stands before um, yeah, uh, yeah. Herod, and he's completely silent. Like, yeah. and and you know, like the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they strike him. They say stuff right. to Ed, and he, yeah, he's silent. Yeah, you know, like just. And I think that while it's not appealing to us to have that type of mentality, it is something that Jesus speaks to and mm-hmm. models for us and it's something that we should extreme like consider extremely mm. um because what i mean what do you what do you lose your pride mm. yeah, it's okay you can afford to you can afford to lose some of that you know like uh, i i just think that we need to what it, paul says it like this your attitude should be the same as christ jesus mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. It, the humility in which we see from him um, the way he lived his life, even be it says even in that passage it says he was obedient to death, even death upon a cross, mm. um, and even going back to John chapter six, Jesus says, if you want to be my disciples, like you have to eat of my eat of my flesh, drink of my blood, and you have to take up your cross. You got to follow me where I'm going. Like this is everyone understood the cross meant death. So Mm -hmm. there's a point of view as a believer that has to say, okay, I'm willing to die for my faith. Yeah. I have to die. I'm willing to die for my faith before I'm willing to die for the notion or the need to be right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my youth pastor had a way of putting it. He said, it's one thing to die once. It's another thing to die daily. Mm-hmm. I think he said. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So, you know, for us on a practical level, yeah. Oh, oh, I, I, I would. I know. I know. I'm Christian. I'm. I'm confident in that. Right. I would even die. I'd take a bullet. Okay. Well, dying to yourself daily now. Yeah. So dying to myself that I have to be right. Dying to my pride. 
turning the other cheek, going one more mile. Um, that's a blow to my pride. Yeah. I'm putting to death my ego, and maybe, but I'm putting to death my sinful anger. Yeah, I'm trying to. Con- I'm trying to. Uh, the word Pastor Jeff said it needs to be condemned. Yeah, and the sinful anger. So I actually had this random thought this morning because it, the whole di- dying to self, like we've been talking about, <clears throat> goes along with a scripture verse I read this morning, and I was just thinking to myself, like, <clears throat> you know we're called as Christians to die to ourselves. You know, we die to self and then we're alive in Christ and like how like just in like movies or whatever, when, when dead people try to rise and do stuff, it's ugly. Mm. It's nasty. Yeah. Like It's the yeah. same thing. Like, like when we try to, when dead people try to rise no, right. and do stuff, it's nasty. Like, you need to stay dead. Just stay, stay dead. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah that's good. That's, that's a good, good mental picture. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. Yeah, uh, it's important for us as Christians, as the church, that we model this. Um, that we're not cherishing revenge. We're not wishing ill on someone else, but we're like, like it says, to overlook an offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are ways that we know anger can be sinful. Um, again, revenge directed at a person cherishing it or even hanging on to it like Pastor Jeff said. And again, I thought another good mental picture, if you're hanging on to unforgiveness, you're not able to receive forgiveness. You need to let go so you can receive forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You're not able mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. So, all right. So, yeah, he said sudden anger needs to be controlled. Sinful anger needs to be condemned. And stubborn anger mm-hmm. needs to be conquered. Mm-hmm. And this is where he brought up Ephesians 4. 26 it says um don't let the sun go down on your anger so it's possible that um you can be angry and not be sinning but in this case we don't um it says it can give the devil an opportunity it can give the devil mm-hmm. a foothold mm-hmm. i just want to say it, like you guys probably if, if the translation says foothold like what is what does that mean like just again it's just sometimes we just say these christian things and yeah, I think devil foothold. Yeah, so I think that uh, when I think of foothold, I think of like almost like military, like an advancement mm-hmm. of uh, a position. Don't give him uh, an, a position of advantage mm. over mm-hmm. you okay. in this regards. So mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, the wa- my I have the NSP in front of me. It says opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another way to understand. Yeah, it. an open door. Yeah. Don't give him an open door. Actually, that's how I heard someone explained it to me. It's an open door, and then he put his foot inside. Well, and that holds the door open. And I think he boom. mentioned that in the story. He's like, "Don't open the door oh, for the devil." Okay. I think he said something like that. And and immediately my head went to shut de do keep out de devil. You, know, you probably don't remember that <laughs> right. song from long ago, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. So, um, oh wait, actually, I'm sorry. If we could get back up to sinful anger, though, I did. I had one question I wanted. Oh to ask. yeah, yeah. Because um, I did find this passage. So Matthew five twenty two, Jesus says. Um, again, NASB here, but I say to you, everyone that is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. And whoever says to his brother, you good for nothing shall be guilty before the Supreme court. And whoever says you fool shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. Mm. So calling your brother a fool feeling that way, I guess in your heart, Mm. that's enough to send you to hell. That's what Jesus says. That's Mm. what I meant about those words are pretty powerful. Mm. And he said, again, this is really good. What pastor Jeff said, what's the source you know, are you angry at a person? We need to be angry at the sin they're doing, the wrongdoing, but not at the person. Yeah. And my question was just like, how do we do this? Because I feel like this is a very fine line. Yeah. And I also was thinking when he said that, I'm like, well, what? If, I mean, if you're talking about a family member, you're talking about a friend who time after time is doing this, doing this, doing this. 
and you reach that point of frustration, it actually is hard. It's it's easier to say one time, Pastor Jamal, he said this to me, and I know he was upset that day. You know what? I'm not going to be angry with Pastor Jamal. Maybe I can be angry that the words he used towards me, but mm-hmm. we forgave each other. But like years and years, it is, I think at some point, really difficult to not be angry at the person. Be mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? Why do you keep making this decision? Or why do you keep acting this way towards me or whatever? So you you got thoughts on that. I feel like it's hard. Yeah. Like it's hard to do I that. Think, I think it really comes down to projecting whatever the sin issue is in the other person's life. You project that onto them as being their identity. Hmm. And so, you know, when you can see past the sin issue and see the person as like every person is a child of God. Every person is, you know, God god create you know god god's creation like that he he longs for he yearns for and so to reject or not necessarily reject because you you want to set boundaries where especially where sin where sin in somebody else's life is involved because you don't want to be sucked into their world of sin Mm -hmm. right so you need to set up boundaries i think in relationships because you don't want to open yourself up, you know, to toxic things. But in the same vein, you also want to find, need to find ways, especially in family, family relationships where you can clearly show and express the love of God. And by harboring feelings of anger and frustration towards a person's sin, that becomes how you, how only how you see them and only the lens in which you view them. Yeah is is damaging to that relationship and yeah. is not going to allow the love to flow from you mm. to that family member um rather than just you know before every encounter be that in prayer god just help me to look past their sin help me to look past their faults just help me to see them through your eyes and if you pray that way before every encounter with a family member with a, you know in a relationship whatever like like I'm telling you, God will open those doors and he will, he will, he will open your eyes to see a different side of the person than what you're only seeing in the mm. filter of looking at them in their sin. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. I think, um, David Hartwick says it like this. He says, if you're more offended at someone else's sin more than your own, then you probably don't, you're not doing it right. Yeah. So mm. I think for me, using you know going back to your example pastor matt i would probably think the best way to handle it is to think about whether or not i'm as angry at my own sin as i am about theirs and if i can have if i approach it from that perspective i'm more inclined to show grace Mm -hmm. you know to that person because it's the same grace that I would want for myself, mm-hmm. um, given my sins, right? So I would, I would start there, and then like what Pastor Bonnie is saying, you know, start to pray and ask God. All right, God, give me the you know, the words and, and the strength to be able to interact with this person on a level that reflects you, yeah. uh, and then use that same kind of like I guess that same using that same kind of. Um, that same kind of, uh, I guess, I don't know how to word it, but like use that same kind of compassion and, and, and mercy uh, for, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I th- I, yeah, no, well, we, we always go easier on ourselves. Like yes. you said, yes. 
we do extend grace to ourselves. Well, yeah. this is what I was thinking, or this can be really tough for me, or we're always going to have a way. And what you're saying is that we should be able to extend that to someone else. And if we're having a tough time with this person, if we're tempted to be angry at them because of maybe some real sin that they're involved in or have a habit with or whatever. But if, if I'm now becoming angry with this person and I'm, and I, and what you said about pastor Bonner was so good. Um, just about that. I actually begin to see this person that way. This is who they are. Right. I am now making this their identity. Maybe they already have done that, but I can't mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. And so I need to extend that same level of grace that I basically expect for myself. Yeah. Oh, and love I, your neighbor as yourself. And I think, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, exactly. And I think you know, Jesus that words, man, coming I, so strong dude, today. Let, <laughs> let it, let it, let it be, man. That's the cool. word. So like uh, my mindset, is, my mind, I, my mind goes to this place where I say, or just thinking of a very real example in my own life where I was frustrated with somebody and I was like, man, I don't want to have to deal with this person. And I kind of started to apply that thinking of, all right, let me, am I more like, am I as offended about my own sin than, than I am with that, you know, somebody's issue right now? Yeah. And I found myself like exhaling and like all of a sudden my whole posture is different. Mm. My tone is different. And where before my rage would not allow for me to think of the words to say to this person in this moment. Uh, I found now clarity because I had taken a moment to say, all right, you know, what about me here? What about my own sin here? And then when I spoke to that person, you know, I found words that I was like, oh, I wouldn't have said these things before. I was probably going to be more like rah, rah, rah. And when I said it like that, they kind of were like, oh, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it. And it kind of took them into their own like space of introspection, which was I wasn't expecting that, and I'm not saying that that's like a formula that's going to work every single time. But in that moment, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. The Holy Spirit can do a whole lot more uh, when I surrender to him working in someone else's life than me yelling or, Absolutely. you know, like bring I, using their sin as an identity marker for them. Yeah. For yeah. Their life. And, and in any conflict, whenever you if, if you are able to you know think ahead and just stop and like filter for a minute like if you are just able to stop for a minute and die to self and just simply invite jesus into the center of that conflict Hmm. like the water's just the water's just calm you you there's there's going to be issues you still need to talk out and resolve but it's not going to come from a place of self-serving it's not going to come from a place of you know hurt and anger and bitterness and lashing out just you just have to invite jesus into the center of it yeah you know and that's and you know i think too when it comes to this the issue of anger well something that you just said pastor jamal is surrendering am i surrendering to god you may feel like you want this person to surrender to god and that's what you're angry about that they haven't okay well hey am i surrendering especially before maybe an encounter with this person but also too like talking about sudden anger um i've been thinking about this like you know sometimes we get angry with people for doing what we already know they're gonna do Mm. and it's kind of silly in that way too it's like well i know this is what they think or this is what they believe or these are the habits they're in or i just we disagree about this and it's like we're mad every time like it's new information like i didn't know my uncle (laughs) so and so was gonna say this yeah yeah it's that's what he does you know he's gonna bring up politics you're not like you're like uh, I don't want to really 
have this conversation. Yeah. But you know he's gonna bring it up. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. So why why are we angry? We it's talking about sudden anger. So it's like sudden, like every time it's like oh, he said it again. It's like that trigger for us. But yeah. it's like why am I mad when I know this person's gonna do this? So I should be able to control that anger. And if it's sinful, I should be able to condemn it. Wait a minute, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm applying, I'm making this this person's identity, or I'm wishing ill will on them, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, just a, a thought kind of going on that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- I think you always need this whenever you're angry. Like, well, coming to the last point, I think because we're approaching it soon, and kind of what you bring up kind of approaches that last point in a sense of like when you find yourself angry towards the actions that somebody else is you know, constantly doing and you're like, oh, like, why are they doing that again? Or why are they doing, you know, whatever, you know, a sin issue or whatever, what, you know, whatever it has to be like, you just need to stop and ask yourself, am I angry because, am I angry because this is affecting me negatively? Or am I angry because I know that whatever they're doing is affecting them negatively and I don't want to see, and I care too much about them to see them continue to live this way. Yeah. Because I think that's kind of the difference between, the other three angers and maybe a sanctified anger mm-hmm. and um, which, which is justified in a sense because you're, again, you're angry at the sin. You're angry at what they're, the, what they continue to do or, but if it, if it's something, if your anger response is because like, like, well, it's affecting me in some way, like it's just annoying me or it's yeah. bothering me mm-hmm. or it, you know, or they're always ridiculing me or they're, you know, it's mm-hmm. affecting me in some way. Um, you know, again, maybe that's something you need to talk out with the person depending right. upon your relationship, or maybe it's just something you need to let go if it's not really right. Because yeah. if that at that yeah. point, I'm wondering, I'm wondering in those moments if it's an issue of control. Yeah. Right. Like, and because I think that people could do that, they could mask it and say, "Oh, this is sanctified anger." No, it's <laughs> you're a controlling person. Mm-hmm. You know, like like <laughs> let's start there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you need to let go. Like you need to like ease up here. And I, I think that um, it's very important to, because it can be real easy to look at this one and say, "Oh, I don't do the first three. I definitely do the last one, and that one's okay." Because guess what? It's sanctified anger. Well. Before you decide to slap that label on yourself, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, take, take a humble look, you know, and make sure that you're not trying to exert some sort of power over yeah. other people to live the way you think they should live and make the decisions you think they should make. You know, even if you, those decisions line up with the word of God, it's not for you to control them or to, yeah. like, dictate to them, like, you know. You've got to allow for the Holy Spirit to be the one who brings conviction into the person's heart yeah. so that they're drawn closer to God, not you. You're yeah. not their God. Uh, I just, I just, I think, yeah, you got, I would say like, I'm going to say it like this. I know Pastor Jamal sometimes has an issue with doing that. And so therefore he's got to get it together, you know? Mm. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes I got to be like, oh, wait a minute. Is this about me trying to have my way yeah. or is it about me trying to um, point this person to Jesus so that Jesus does the work in their hearts? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I, so I actually have a question, too, that I'm thinking of. I, I think I have an answer, but I want to see what you guys think. So, again, yeah, last anger, sanctified anger, um, where we're not angry about an individual, but about evil and sin. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess my question, like my thought is this, like I feel like when it comes to say politics or other things as well, 
I think that's the anchor people believe that they have. And mm. I'm imagining, I've talked to you, Pastor Jamal, about this. On social media, Facebook, mm. people posting what they think. And if, oh, if you think this, this is horrible. And why? Because, using this terminology, I think they have what they would call a sanctified anger. Mm-hmm. That this is, They're not angry about anything personally. This doesn't affect me. But how could our country, or how could this person, or how could you vote... X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. It's and so what What would you say to that? Is it is that the anger that they have? Or, uh, I don't know. I don't know entirely what my question is, but yeah. I feel like people can use this to say, yes, it's I'm angry at the injustice. At That's the why I'm this yeah. way. But I feel like there's some kind of disconnect, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It can never be sanctified if it results, if the expression of the, of the anger results in secondary sin, like name-calling. Mm-hmm. Com- condemnation judgment it's that's not sanctified yeah. that's that's your that's your benchmark right yeah. there yeah. No, and honestly good. like s- sanctified anger needs to be channeled channeled to what like anytime you're angry about evil injustice you know problems in this world needs to be channeled cha- channel that anger into a solution so either either you know come up with a solution and and you know work it out you know, start up a foundation, fundraise, you know, do this, whatever. Don't go condemning people. Don't go out judging people. Don't go calling names because they don't necessarily align with your beliefs right now. Yeah. And and the main way to channel sanctified anger is to go to the one who has the solution for everything. Mm-hmm. Channel into prayer. Like, yeah. like there's no there's no, no scripture that says we can't come to God in our anger and express our frustration over life situations like he's got the answers he's got the solutions he holds it all like it may not be in the time we like or the way we like or or even like whatever but you know he wants to hear it yeah i think pastor jeff when he comes to this point he talks about jesus turning over the the table of the money changers um and i remember when we when i was studying that passage the thing that was interesting was that these people were on pilgrimage coming back to Jerusalem uh, for Passover for Holy Week, and there, you know, this is a t- an opportunity for them to to draw closer to God, and yet these money chain money changers are keeping people from like they're actually impeding people from getting getting closer to God, and it's like mm. so if in any way, shape, or form you're um i guess opinions right is that uh, mm-hmm. i'm trying to what pastor matt the example he's using like if your opinions or you know i can't believe that 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 if it is keeping people from mm. drawing closer to jesus mm-hmm. it could uh, you might want to take a double kind of like a double look at that mm-hmm. you might want to just kind of take a double take at that real quick and then also i think going back to what you were saying pastor bonnie about the channel and uh, and pastor jeff says this also in his message is like it's about souls. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if, you know, your solution does not in some way, shape or form point people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, mm. it's I think that your solution, um, I will say it is lacking. I'll just I'll say it like that. Mm. I'm not saying that every solution that you come up with, you know, like has to be that, you know, like I guess what I'm trying to say is this. There is a level to allowing these things to serve kingdom purposes. And then there's a level of allowing these things to be your slave drivers. 
mm. and how you live your life. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you find yourself pledging allegiance to your opinions as opposed to the kingdom. So I yeah, I'm trying. I don't. I don't want to say anything yeah. to get like. In, I don't want to get in trouble. So well, yeah, no, <laughs> like, like, like I'm trying to be careful. But I think what I'm trying to say is, there is a sanctified anger. You can't mask it as something else. If it's truly sanctified, then it'll it'll glorify the kingdom of God and bring people into the kingdom of God. Yeah. And it will do it in such a way that, like what you're saying, Pastor Bonnie, won't ostracize people yeah. or make them feel as if they can't be included some way, shape, or form into yeah. the kingdom. So. Well, and Pastor Jamal, when you were just talking now, the word comes to mind, like your personal convictions, convictions like like we have these personal convictions or even just things that God brings to us, you know, from the word that should be convictions for everybody that are, you know, glo you know, global convictions, you know, that he states, you know, for all. And um, but but still, like if the Holy Spirit's convicting you of something, then you need to deal with that. Or if he has convicted you of something you know, then you need to walk in that and live that out. But a lot of times I think we tend, like with everything, we tend to place more importance upon the conviction than the convictor. The, yeah. the gift versus the gift giver. The, yeah. You know, and like we do that with so many areas of Christianity where we put so much focus on the item or the event or whatever and we, f we lose sight of who, who, yeah, who Jesus is, is yeah. facilitating all of that. Right. And part part of me i think too is like sometimes maybe we make that conviction or the reason we can now get into what you said earlier pastor Bonner was so good about if it leads to secondary sin it's mm -hmm. not sanctified anger that was really good but maybe we do can revert to other things like name calling or or we can get so high and mighty about this sanctified anger so because that is now that's how I channeled it. Or, I did something. Or we even because I became so viciously angry. <laughs> or we even take scripture and and under the disguise of posting scripture out there or putting scripture out there like to try to you know cast judgment or condemnation onto somebody to tell them like well this is why you need to live this way because the scripture you know but yeah. but saying it in such a way that is not in love that is in anger and that brings more condemnation than restoration on that yeah. person that does not show them the love and the grace of Jesus, but shows them the, you know, the anger and the judgment and not to say that, you know, I mean, God judges, you know, right, you know, justly and everything like that, but we're not called to judge. Like God is the judge. Like we are not called, you know, to cast judgment and condemnation. Like, yeah. um, you know, and, but a lot of times we James. just take the scripture and we just and we use that instead of you know our name calling in our own flesh. Like yeah. we'll use the scripture yeah. and use it to name to, call to do the same thing. Yeah. And again, and that, that's what I'm saying is like so. I oh by the way, now I did something. Check right. check the box. Right. I posted the scripture verse. Therefore, I've channeled my sanctified anger. Mm. The world is better now. Mm -hmm. You know, I've made a difference, <laughs> and I mm -hmm. and I don't find that to be true. Yeah. And I think of that verse in James, right? It says, uh, the anger of man will not produce the righteousness of God. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's all yeah. some really good and thoughts. And I there. think uh, when, I, when I first came here, um, uh, John Dingle gave me a fire Bible, and he, you know, was like, you know, gave me all these scripture verses, um, you know, be strong and courageous, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the word of God is, you know, preach the word in season and, and out of season. Um, 
use it to correct and rebuke. And then he put um, uh, the word of God is a double-edged sword. You know, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm think I'm misquoting it. Yeah, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. That's there you go. Yeah. Um, and so, <clears throat> it, when he put that scripture in there, he put a little note. He said, "Always remember that the word of God, being this the blade that it is, can be a sword or it can be a scalpel. Yeah, and deadly in both, in in either one of those ways. He's like." The mark of a good pastor is no one knowing when to use which. Yeah. And so when I think of you, wow. when you mentioned like posting scripture, you know, it is people sometimes using that to incorrectly, right? Prove so you're, you're, yeah, yeah, you bring, you don't bring a sword into a, into a dock, into an operating room. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah. you bring a scalpel, you know, like, and so sometimes I think what we need to get better at is having an understanding of the tool that we have and using it like what you're saying in a restorative manner that allows for people to come closer to Jesus. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, We're not saying it doesn't have power. It's using the tool the right way. Yeah. That was really good. Um, Okay. So then let's maybe kind of end this way. Then this is what I want to maybe kind of just have some examples. Um, instead of just simply defending things that we get angry about with sanctified anger, like we said, you know, what are some examples of sanctified anger? What are some things that Christians would be justified in saying, yeah, this makes me angry inside. And then we need to channel that. What are some examples that come to mind? I would say, uh, ambiguous social media posts are always the way to go. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) The more ambiguity, the better. Um, <laughs> no. People who do this, not naming any names, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> so, my bad. So, um, yeah, I think, I think so much more can be done when you invite people in for conversation. I think of Jesus and Zacchaeus. You know, Zacchaeus was hanging out in a tree, watching Jesus come down the road, and Jesus is like, Zacchaeus, I need to come to your house. I mean, when when we read scripture too, one of the things that Jesus was constantly accused of is hanging out with the people with like people who quote unquote live differently than you know the righteous. But that's where Jesus wanted to be. He wanted to be in those places. And I think when you invite people into conversation, you're more inclined to. I would say it like this: you're more inclined to learn something, mm-hmm. and I'm not just talking about learning about that person, learning about yourself. You know, learning about yourself in those moments to find out what you really believe about faith and whether or not you've been actually wielding your faith properly, whether or not you've been placing your roots in the right things. And I think that as Christians, I I don't know how else to word it, but we get to have those conversations, Mm -hmm. life giving conversations Mm -hmm. that will help people to see more clearly the God of the universe. Mm-hmm. So like seeing those opportunities, seeing that as an opportunity to, 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 to allow the living water that wells up in us mm-hmm. to flow out from you in a way that is refreshing to others. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you not want to do that? At least mm-hmm. that's my, my thought in that. And so I think as believers, that's how we channel it is we mm-hmm. say, okay, cool. Uh, you know, I've, I want to, sometimes it's very practical you say hey can we sit down and we have conversation with this i, I want to learn i want you to 
explain to me where you get this this idea of thought you know mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and help me see this you know maybe through scripture and i think that it's good because you learn about them you learn about yourself mm-hmm. I just, that's what i have found to be successful mm. yeah that's good yeah i think we already s- well you had said a passage about earlier like <clears throat> being um you know i think it starts really with a self introspection and like righteous you know or sanctified anger you know, really needs to be focused at the self first and at the, at the sin nature of self and, you know, being angry over the nature of sin, being angry over, um, the, being angry about the things that hurt God's heart, I would say would be sanctified anger. And then channeling those things, um, channeling that anger through, you know, just channels of of okay god you know what is what is your response in this what is your answer to this you know holy spirit you know like help me to move in ways that are going to you know promote the solutions that you would like to see for the things that hurt your heart or you would like to you know see those things restored that like it's righteous anger i think or i keep calling it righteous anger but sanctified anger um or you know anger that is is right before god is is anger against things that are wrong before God, like mm-hmm. that, that hurt his heart, that affect yeah. him deeply. And so if you have a personal relationship with God, if you, if you care about him and love him that much, you are going to be upset when he's upset. Just like when your spouse is upset, you're upset when they're upset, right. you know, things that bother them, things that affect them affect you. Yeah. And you get angry about those things because you don't want them to see them hurt yeah. the same way. Like things that hurt God, we should be angry about because it hurts him. And we want to see those things remedied because we want to see his heart full, you know, and satisfied by his yeah. creation. I wonder if when the good Samaritan found the man on the side of the road who had been, beaten by robbers Mm. i wonder if he if there wasn't some sort of sanctified anger in him that Mm. that man had been there that long and no one did anything yeah Yeah. and so he's what's hold up what's going on this does no one see this guy sitting here on the side of the road yeah you know and channels that anger in a way that says all right let's let's bandage you up let's get you someplace to get you a hot meal get you a little bed you can rest and heal up yeah and to me that's a picture of sanctified anger channeled you know channeled in a way that glorifies god because yeah. now you know i'm I, i'm completely inferring here but like you know this guy i don't know i'm putting myself in the in the in the place of the rot of the guy who's robbed totally. and i would say man somebody cared enough to to get me off the middle of the road thank you god that you sent this man along to to do what he did in this season of my life when I, when yeah. i was you know taken uh, by robbers like now the glory comes it comes full circle now yeah. i'm giving glory to god for sending this man who allowed his his sanctified anger to move to a place of action mm-hmm. uh, yes. you know i don't know that's yes that's a perfect example because if you bring it to modern day it's like you know if, if you feel if you feel that your ang- that your anger against a social injustice or against you know uh, an evil in the world is is sanctified then channel it into action you know prayer you know uh, uh some kind of you know hands-on you know showing of love you know yeah. and just just yeah. a, a tangible you know show of faith and love you right. know to the other party or or you know in in a way you know show it to action don't you know because the samaritan could have instead of shown action you know imagine if he had 
you know, seen who passed the by or or was and like or just folk. asked or asked the hurt hurt guy like like was anybody here before me? Yeah, like yeah. Did, like a priest? Oh my gosh, where's that what's his name? What's yeah, that priest? Yeah. Name? Go I'm gonna go him find down. him and, and I'm gonna go see him at the road and <laughs> he takes up the priest he takes and it. then goes home and says, I made the world a better place. <laughs> the Samaritan takes That's a moment. What we do, isn't it? Yeah. The Samaritan yeah. takes a moment yeah. to post on his Facebook. I can't believe the yes. nerve of yeah, some people dude. today who would walk past people who have been beaten and robbed and on the side Levi, of the road. I want you to defriend me right and, and now. Right. Defriend me right those now. Guys, all Levites, all they priests. They leave people on the road. They leave people on the side of the right. road. And it's no, no post is complete, especially if you're doing a good deed without a selfie of him bandaging the That's wounds right. of the robber. Right. Um, make sure you get that one. On, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, can you just move over a little bit more? <laughs> like, I need people to see me doing this good, good deed. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, yeah, some good, good, good talk. Yeah, I think, you know, I think this whole series has been very appropriate. Um, well, these are things that all of us deal with really all the time. Mm-hmm. And then even with our nation and it being an election year and man, COVID fatigue and all these things, I actually think all these topics, guilt, anger, envy, and the, the rest that are coming um, mm-hmm. have just been so appropriate for the time right now, just yeah. what we're dealing with. So absolutely um, love the series. Mm-hmm. So, all right, everybody. Hey, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.